Hey folks, welcome in. Monday morning football, Pro Football Ireland after week 13 of the NFL season. That's right, we've only got five. five yeah, as I count in my leaving search slash GCSE miles in my head, five NFL Sundays left of the NFL regular season. I don't know how Michaela does three week holidays in the States, Connor Mangan, but it's me and you again, my man. Um, you're on the East Coast, so you're not too bad, but it's good to see you. How you doing? Great to see you too, Michael. Great to see you. Uh, Christmas is here. Put up my Christmas tree this morning. Uh, not this morning. What are we talking about? Friday. Uh, along with some other sort of stuff. Um, the Christmas events have started. And yeah, there's five weeks left in regular season, which is mad. Mad. Can't believe you it. Have year, in terms of like, it's almost over. You know, like when you sort of sit, and I think, I think everyone's sort of at this sometimes. You know, sometimes you take it for granted and you don't realize you take it for granted. And then it's like... Oh my god, it's actually over. Do you know what I mean? Oh, always feel like that. Always feel like that. When those Sundays stop, you're kind of just like, ugh. And then it's 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 always great during the wild card uh playoff weekend because you get like the two games on a Saturday and the two games on a Sunday like they did last year. Um so that's kind of like the booster, but then when you realize, you know, when there's that break before the Super Bowl, it's like, oh my gosh, this I'm I'm not gonna have this again for eight months. Sunday morning football sounds like appreciate what you're doing appreciate what you just what you and Mikhail are doing on this on these late nights I know it's still later for you on a on a work night as well my man I appreciate it uh, obviously folks generally Proof Up Alarm presented by Eight of the Sport this is the first time we're going live on Twitter or X as Elon calls it also so if you do have comments I've got my phone up as well YouTube you can get live comments in as well but the majority of people are listening to this on a Monday morning staple and uh, first off I have to talk about this for 30 seconds. Yes, we had one of the biggest games of the season, if not the biggest game of the season prior to the game starting today. But today was all about college football. It was all about college football. I sat last night watching the SEC and arguing with people about FSU, different people all night last night. And yes, we will have a reaction to that during the week. But man, it just seems like this is like peak season, Connor. Everyone's just going mad about football. You have to love it like. Well, everyone is. I was uh, I was good at there in Michigan beat Ohio State uh, last week, and so I was kind of like, uh, I don't know what's going to happen here. But you know what's interesting about like college and always this time of the year, always, 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 every single year, and they'll never change this rule, is why, oh, why is there four teams in the playoff out of 4,000 teams? It's changing next year. It'll it's never next year. So we we go to twelve next year, which I like, but I just don't see why they couldn't change it this year. Do you know what I mean? I don't know why they didn't change it ten years ago. Like this has been a problem for a long time, like long time. People aren't happy, but sure, look, we'll just we'll say no more. Here's your thirty seconds of college football, courtesy of NFL Ireland. Thanks, folks. <laughs> PFI College Football Show drops every Friday morning. I'm not gonna lie, folks. Um, there is a three week gap. We'll be back for the bowl games in the playoff. I can see by Connor Mangan's face that he listens to it religiously. And uh, yeah, looking sure. forward. <laughs> Here, um, before we talk about certain games, let's let's leave Philly and San Fran for a bit. Yeah, but okay. So we're going to no. talk about um, Tottenham Chelsea. Yeah. Well, I mean that that was mad. Imagine that happened in the NFL. They blew it up at the. They stopped the clock before it was meant to be over. Um, or Tottenham City. Yes. Did you catch much of Houston against Denver? Like obviously, for people listening for a start, yeah. I'm obviously a Broncos fan. I'm taking my hat off here and talking about it. That was for me, obviously the Texans winning it, the Broncos and Connor not getting it over the line at the end. But I'll say this generally. Sean Payton called the Broncos sloppy sloppy today. 
if you compare where that team was the last four or five years, it's an improvement. They can't get certain things finished on the offense. People going on as Alex Singleton, I don't agree with whatsoever. Alex is a great guy. He made him, he was, he, it wasn't even for me as if he made a mistake today. He was provoked by CJ Stroud. On the other hand, I'm going at 100 miles an hour here. CJ Stroud was fantastic today. Texans are a very, very good team getting up and shows you the difference in a year, Connor. But also the Broncos are a good team, so I'm not that concerned. I really enjoyed the game. Um, and I, th- I look, I do think the better team won, though. I think the Texans are the better team. And I think they'll make a push in the wild card in the AFC. What say if you, my man? Yeah, I would say for those who missed it, Singleton uh, came through the line. The play was blown up. Kind of got into CJ Stroud's face a little bit. Uh, CJ Stroud actually initiated contact with uh, Singleton's helmet with his helmet, kind of. Like, it depends which way you look at it. But then something was definitely said because the two refs got into it. And again, this is if you missed it. The two refs got right up next to them and then immediately something happened something was said or something was done and then it all kicked off over that i would um so, so that's what they're referring to i would say they were sloppy yeah i wasn't um like we're talking about two teams that are really on the up two teams that definitely have um great chances and great hopes um the broncos just being like absolutely revived um again tapering uh while russell wilson is allowed to do on the field is actually helping them um, just making him a shorter player and then you know he kind of he kind of screws up sometimes as well um i don't think he he helped a ton but it was a good game i think the texans probably deserved it um it's going to be tough for him going forward though with that tank dell injury um he's been one of the rookies of the year absolutely outstanding luckily they have nico collins who's doing amazing and cj stray was obviously getting the job done it was an exciting game um for two up and coming teams, and yeah, that may be that that may be a backward step for the Broncos. And um, outside of that game, I'm looking at the early window only for now. Is there a game that you want to pick to talk about, or do you want me to pick a game? Um, we can talk about. Uh, I I want to talk about the Steelers a little bit and the Lions. Um, so f- we want to talk about the Steelers and uh, the Car- The game that went on forever. Yeah. The game the game went on forever. It was stopped multiple times because of bad weather. It was really bad. Um, and we're talking about the Arizona, who are 2-10, I think 3-10 now. Um, they beat the Steelers. They beat the Steelers 24-10, um, which is mental considering the Steelers have beaten teams like, you know, the Ravens this year. Um, but, you know, when you put the Karkis uh, in the hands of Trubisky, I don't know what you expect. And I want to talk, this is why I want to talk about this, because it just seems baffling to me. I don't know what's going on in the scouting departments. I don't know what Mitch Trubisky has done in the past. Maybe he's like, you know, a beautiful, handsome man who's like the friendliest, nicest guy. And he just has friends everywhere in high places and low places. Why he is still there and why he's constantly getting opportunities when there is lots and lots and lots. Like, think about it, quarterback position. Everybody in the world wants to be a quarterback for a football team. And somehow Mitch Trubisky has made it this far in an NFL career that's been um, all over the place and just full of inconsistency when it's, you know, the quarterback and the kickers probably are two most consistent players day in, day out, just do the same thing. It is it is baffling to me that you have someone like Brock Purdy who almost never, never got a chance. He was, uh, he was drafted last um, in the draft. Usually those guys 
kind of fill in. They might get a season or two under their belt. Um, at one point, we're a struggling team, and they come back. But why does a guy like Brock Purdy almost never got a chance and now looks like an amazing quarterback? But it's not that he looks like an amazing quarterback. He is actually an amazing quarterback. So why is there guys like Mitch Trubisky, who year in, year out, prove that they're not very good at the position, they're throwing interceptions, they're inconsistent. Um, they make really poor decisions in a role that it is all about your decision making. And I just cannot understand it. That's kind of what I want to talk about. I think the Steelers, they're a weird season, weird season, but they're doing okay. But God, I mean, Pickett's gone and probably out um, from what I'm hearing. And take like Trubisky, like is there. what as well as a bad injury, apparently. That, that's the rumor as well tonight. He could be. Uh... He could be in trouble. Um, and their defense is the best is, is the best aspect of a game by far. But yes, just, you know, a, there's something going on somewhere where these types of players are getting these chances all the time. But you know what? There's great quarterbacks out there. So I don't I don't know why they're backing they're backing him, but they have. So I think it's important, first off, for me to take my other hat off and be like, look, I'll talk about this. The cows come home. Obviously, I have the honor of chatting on the Irish Theatre's podcast. We spoke to Dan Rooney Jr. last week on the podcast, and while it's not associated with Pro Football Ireland, feel free to give it a call. You're talking about the future, etc. But, you know, go back to the present, going back to the team, we'll help with taking that hat off. You know, on paper, a huge opportunity for a team to go potentially eight or nine and four, playing the Cardinals, then playing the Patriots, who I don't think any review show is going to talk about this week after losing six to zero against the Chargers in what was one of the worst games I've ever seen in my life. There's more goals goals in a Liverpool Fulham game. (laughs) Well, you know what I mean? There's so many factors here. I get the need for the Steelers to to roll to roll the dice to to see what happens with Kenny Pickett, especially given this season, see how it gets on. I feel at times when there's a couple of steps taken forward, four or five steps go back, and we've seen today with the injury going out, and he obviously left the game and didn't come back, and he had plenty of chances to come back in, in the sense of there was so much time in between, and it was whatever delays, folks, why it was delayed. I feel like Trubisky's a whole different conversation because, yes, you're right in the sense of he came in last year from Buffalo as a backup and was seen as the guy that would steady the ship and allow Kenny Pickett to develop what four or five weeks in that that stopped and Kenny was given time but you're right like you know going into this year maybe somebody higher could have been there as a decent backup because if you've got a rookie quarterback who is let's be clear here Kenny is a little bit injury prone at the minute hopefully the Steelers will hope that changes but the reality is that you've got an injury prone quarterback there at the minute you do not know when he's going to play again and do you really trust Mitchell Trubisky to make a run Probably not at the minute, and they've got a massive game now. Short week, injuries on both sides of the ball. And Definitely don't trust them. But look at look at somewhere like the Jets. They had they, they're on like quarterback number four, and actually all the quarterbacks do look like they can pass and do look like they're better than Mitchell Trubisky. And sorry, I'll, I'll just say this. I don't like let's let's talk about that game as well. The Cardinals for what they've done. Cardinals played excellent tonight. They got it done. Kyler Murray was efficient enough on the ball. Uh, James Conner had a there was there was a great run game with James Conner, but the Steelers could not get near Trey McBride, and he was very very efficient on Sunday and fair play to them for winning the game. Yeah. You mentioned the Jets going to their fourth quarterback, Trevor Simeon, Super Bowl champion, albeit wasn't a starter at all that season. He's got a ring, I have to say, and Joe Flacco is currently starting. Oh, here, ranks is amazing. But anyway, continue. I mean, like that's a whole different conversation. I remember sitting in a pub or in a bar in Dallas Fort Worth Airport, 2019, 2020. Um, 
and Trevor Simeon was playing as a quarterback for the Jets and he went down injured. And look, obviously, as a Broncos fan, I had a lot of a lot of time for Trevor. Really, really liked him in Denver, although it didn't work out for him. I was gutter for to see him go down. And I found it a wee bit funny that he came back to New York. I was having this conversation in Manchester with somebody yesterday, and a big thanks to everybody that came out to that show with Jeff in Manchester. The next shows are in Ireland, eight nights in a row, linktr.ee slash Reinbold or slash NFL Ireland for tickets. We're talking... Connor, about the New York Jets, how do you have a Black Friday game and you put in Tim Boyle? There's two elements to this. You put in Tim Boyle over Trevor Simeon in both weeks and then bring in Trevor Simeon when you can't get it going against, frankly, what was a lackluster Falcons the Falcons offense. You know, like the, the whole problem I have with the season is this. This isn't, and I'm going back again week on week here. This is the Jets team but have got that's got a good defense. Sauce and Quincy, okay, have not been up to their standards over the last few weeks. But on average, they've got a very, very good defense. Just give it to Brees Hall and get an efficient quarterback. They have had Aaron Rodgers down since the fourth play of the season. The Vikings have got Josh Jobs. There's been different guys out there. There's guys you can lure back from retirement. You could trade for Kirk Cousins. I personally think it's inexcusable for Robert Salah to sit there and throw the tile in after four plays. Because frankly, based on what they've done, They've done that. But the funny thing is the Falcons now sit 6-6, six and six, the top seed in their division at the time of recording in the NFC South. And even on a day where their highest running back in Bijan Robinson got 50 yards rushing, they still win 13-8. to eight. If I'm a GM, I, I think Salah has to answer for that. I'm sorry, I do. do. Do you agree with that or not? He hasn't looked, oddly enough, he hasn't looked as confident ever since that fourth play he's had this look on his face where he's not entirely happy he's like um, a dad where you haven't done your homework and he looks pissed off he has you know i just feel like i feel like the little kid in big daddy julian frankenstein when he's at the bar and he goes the goddamn jets like it's just that's <laughs> that's how i think every new york jets fan and frankly everyone who's just kind of like a fan of um you know wanting to see a a, a, a that classic team kind of come back, especially getting Aaron Rodgers. You feel like saying like the goddamn Jets. What what else can go wrong? Under fourth quarterback, like it's 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 poor. And I think I think you're right. You know they could have made adjustments, especially when they got really good defense. Um, and they have like good offensive weapons, as you said, like Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson's amazing. He's class. Um, they've Cook is good backup running back. Definitely have options. So yeah, why? Well, I guess you they try and put their their, their fate in Zach Wilson. Um, but he's kind of seen that he's not ready for it. He may never be ready for it. So, yeah, I think he may need to answer. It just, Yeah, it just seems like the tile was thrown in, what I'd say, and the tile was thrown in. But that, that being said, they've won some games. So it's not as if they're sitting second, first in the draft. So very interesting situation coming in the next year. But obviously, that'll be the story of the offseason. It feels like the Bears, what they're going to do in the draft will be the story of the offseason along with Aaron Rodgers coming back and that'll keep us going for six to seven to eight months. I'd love to jump very quickly on that Commanders-Dolphins game, spot the guy that watched Red Zone, only because Tyreek Hill had a, I was going to swear there, had a hell of a game. When I say hell of a game, Tyreek Hill had 157 yards on five attempts, two touchdowns and an average of 32 yards per carry. That's a disgrace because that's, yeah, that's, that's just the numbers, Connor, but his speed... His agility is an absolute disgrace. Yeah, they just they have a they have a weapon that no no other team has. They have like this little 
uh, ace up their sleeve. They have like a Deathly Hallow, you know, to use a Harry Potter reference. They have like one of those things and it's Tyreek Hill just being able to run faster than anyone else in the NFL so he can just get behind anyone. And when Tua plays confident like he did today, they look amazing. Like I think my NFL red zone might be broken for a while because I forgot the like, Dolphins game was even on because they're just showing the other two games were so close. It's like, oh, yeah, Dolphins scored again. We'll get to it. Oh, Dolphins scored again. We'll get to it. Um, they look good. Um, their running backs as well were very impressive. Like I'm not sure. Like I'm not sure where their weakness is in offense. They basically don't have one. Um, of course, their own worst enemy. You know, we saw them lose against the Chiefs, um, where they played poorly for the first half. But you know, they play a game like they do today. Then you're kind of like, oh well, it's them. It's the Ravens. It's it's San Francisco. Um, would have said the Eagles up until maybe today. But I'm still gonna say the Eagles. Eagles are still a great team. We will definitely yeah, talk about like those teams are now. They're kind of like, well, these teams are so offensive. They're so fast. Like, let's not forget the Chiefs as well. The Chiefs is like a little caveat. We always mean the Chiefs, even though we don't, you know, talk about the Chiefs. But they're definitely in there too. All those teams is offensively are are great. They're fun to watch, and they're all going to be competing. I, you know, to get the, to get us a roll. Your hope is that the Cowboys or the Dolphins don't get anywhere near it because there's no credentials if that happens for anybody, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. I, th- I, th- I think the hotels will be cancelled. Um, well, luckily, luckily, Dallas Cowboys have uh, their quarterbacks, this guy called Dak Prescott, and he bottles everything, so that'll be fine. So we're not worried about that. He's a bigger bottle than Club Orange. But um, I did want to mention the Dolphins because I, I know, and this is the thing, I know they're playing the Commanders, but sometimes that is a cop-out. For people, and this is not, I'm, not, I'm not talking about us, but you'll have media. Commander's not a bad team, Michael. Commander's not a bad team. Yeah, and you'll have people tomorrow saying in the States, especially ESPN, etc. like, oh, it was only the Commanders. Why is it? They put 40, they, they dropped 45 on a team. That's still impressive. But it, it's more so, and I know I know you've seen it, but for people listening to this, if you haven't seen it, go back and watch both plays how we made for the touchdowns. It is just... The second one, the space he made, how he got open, would scare any team in this league. I just, if they get to a championship game, Connor, I'm, I'm, you know, bet responsibly. The house for me is on them metaphorically because I just don't see how they can be stopped because their offense on the on the honest day is lethal. You think back to that game against the Ravens last year where both teams were sensational, and it's funny because the Ravens are obviously in the bye week. We haven't talked about them. Just it's it's a great time to be a fan or to even talk about the league. Um, we'll talk about this. Re- we'll we'll talk about this Eagles Niners game in two weeks seconds. Um, I was having a bit of crack today with some of the picks. I'm not gonna lie. Like, picked the Jets to beat the Falcons. Didn't happen. Five points. I thought the Panthers would have beat the Bucks. Do you know why? Like the first like the first game syndrome after sacking the head coach. Mm-hmm. Um. Here, I tell you what, I'll just ask you that because this, this is relevant. I'm not saying this is going to be your TikTok Instagram reel, which is going to happen this week, by the way. I got too tired last Monday. Um, you play football. What, what do you think of getting rid of a head coach midway through the season? Do you think it's like, you know, I'm not talking about a certain team for you, but I'm talking about if you're a player in a team, do you think that's a sign of disrespect to a head coach or do you think sometimes it doesn't matter whenever the time is? Well, I think it's it kind of comes down like most things do, and that's the answer is it depends. And I hate using that that word, but it is it is accurate. It depends what the environment is. Like your head coach brings 
all the energy in the situation. Your head coach organizes all the rest of your coaches. And there's a lot of coaches in football. There's a lot of personalities you got to balance. You have offensive coaches, defensive coaches. Some teams have like passing coaches. Um, there's a bunch of athletic trainers and there's a special teams coach. Sometimes there's an assistant, you know, a head coach and there's a head coach. Um, there's a lot of personalities bent around there. So he has to take care of those sort of things. Then he also has to take care of the players. You know, he has to have a relatively decent relationship with the players, but not friends with the players. And it's, it's a hard line to manage, you know, um, and he's got all these responsibilities. And then the whole other side of that. So away from the team, he has to deal with management. He has to deal with owners. He has to be, uh, deal with personnel. He has to deal with business managers. Um, he or she could be either, but it's, it's a, it's a tough job. I feel like there is definitely a time and a place where they've got to go. The situation has become bad. The situation has kind of become toxic. Um, you can see the trend and what's happening and you're like, okay, well, I kind of need to like stop this because we can just keep on going and nothing's going to change. So if I don't change anything, nothing's going to change. So in order to change things, change things. I just, I, I love your, I love your talk there. I said this the other day to Jeff and it's not that he didn't shoot me down. He was just talking generally about different things and like, I feel Bryce Young's been given a bit of a hard time there. Like just like the way that the owner basically came out and said that he wanted to go for CJ Stroud and stuff and said, if I'm Bryce Young, I'm sitting there going, what under a phrase going on? But that being said, yes, they were playing the Bucks. It was away from home. They put up a decent performance and on a different day, they could have won that game, Connor. Now, I'm not saying you're watching that whole game, but they looked impressive enough and you would expect that even though they've been eliminated from playoff contention now, they don't have anything to lose over the next few weeks and they could potentially be a thorn in the side of a team at home potentially over the last four to five weeks of the regular season and as i say that while i type at the same time they've got the falcons who are top of the nfc side for the minute at some point over the next few weeks they've got the saints saints obviously didn't have a great day against the lions they got the jags and they've got the Packers, but that, that jags game could be huge on new year's eve and that game is in jacksonville i'm not saying they're going to go to jacksonville and win yeah. Any team in that situation has got nothing to lose. Yeah, yeah. Um, they had. The, I mean, they can definitely win two of those games. I think. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll we'll see how they go. I just personally don't think like they have a good enough team to have done it either. That's why it might be a bit harsh on the head coach. But I'm not there. I don't know the situation exactly what's going on. I haven't heard. Any stories from inside the locker room, um, but they're just not good enough. And when you have a team like Tampa Bay, when you've like players like Mike Evans, who you know he's not Tyreek Hill, but I tell you what, Mike Evans is a hell of a football player. Like he's a he's an athlete, athlete. And you've guys like him that can do things um, that no one else can do. And you've got when rush, rushing TDs and all this sort of stuff. It's going to be very hard to beat teams like that if if your team like the Panthers, um, where you just don't have the team, like you don't have the players. And yes, to get back to you about owner calling it the head coach you know what the owner could put his foot down and stop that the owners can't they own the team it's in the name you can do whatever you want you can fire the head coach before the draft if you want to but these are all the things you got to balance that is where all the personalities come into play uh and that's all the, 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 i mean that's what the games come down to and that's what it comes down to. i don't know like the panthers could have won the game very close feel bad for them i guess where I've kept you and I've kept everybody else waiting long enough. All right. So let's go back to yours. The Niners played on Thanksgiving, go into Philly with a few more days off. But the expectation is this is going to be the game of the season. 
going to be the game of the season so far in a game where it's a repeat of the NFC Championship game last season where Purdy goes down and he will stomp over them. The Niners going into what can only really be described, Connor, as a atmosphere, to say the least. You know, you've got Sirianni losing the bat before kickoff, the works. The fans are going mad. Let's be clear here. Wait, are Philadelphia fans are Philadelphia fans passionate? Very passionate. Did I miss right. that? And also, how many times we see Bradley Cooper tonight? Whole different conversation. But yeah. here's the thing: the Niners went in, and there's one thing about winning the game, but putting like this was not like a like that Bills game last week or a week before when you've got a tight game like that Cowboys game where it went down to the last couple of plays. The Niners put a statement on this Eagles team. Now, my question to you is, is that something that you think the Eagles can pick up from and, and reverse the fortunes in January? Or do you feel tonight that the Niners have pulled away because they were sensational, 42-19. to 19. Uh, Brock Purdy, fantastic game, 19-27, four touchdowns, over 300 passing yards. Just lethal, by, as I say in Toronto, lethal. Uh, no, not lethal. I'd call it Mr. Irrelevant. You know, Mr. Stupid picked well over 200 choices in the draft. Absolutely useless. So, you know, maybe our backup quarterback should be Mitch Trubisky and not Brock Purdy. Like, crazy. Yeah, amazing. Um, they looked class. But I wouldn't say, you know, your question is, do the Philadelphia Eagles uh, turn around from this? Is it a stepping stone? Can they, get a, can they get away from this? I think they can because, honestly, I was watching the game and in the first quarter I was like, this they look really good and they you know they settled for two field goals and luckily they've one of the best field goal kickers in the game jake elliott um smashed that field goal last week if you remember that in tough conditions just amazing um they really looked in control that first quarter so don't get this wrong at all like the eagles easily easily won one out of the four quarters now obviously there's only one set that matters that's squarely in the end the the 49ers then kind of turned it around big time. I think their defense was was unbelievable. Nick Bosa was looking like a man possessed. And he has games like this. Um, not every now and then. He has a lot of games like this. Let's let's be fair. Um, like him and TJ Watt are just two incredible players. Um, I he, he got at Jalen Hurts quite a bit. Um, and uh, yeah, I thought Jalen Hurts maybe got rattled a little bit and maybe started throwing away a couple of passes. Um, of course, it all kicked off then when uh, over the two uh, ejections. Um, he was trying to find his name right now. Um, Dom, big Dom, got a, got ejected for big Dom. Yeah, yeah, got ejected. Um, and uh, Eagles player uh, Green Greenlaw got ejected too. They had an altercation on the sideline. If you didn't watch it, it was kind of wild. Greenlaw kind of swiped. At Big Dom's face, it was another weird thing where, you know, we can't hear it, so we don't know exactly what's going on. It was actually uh, very similar to the CJ Stroud and Singleton situation going on. It was um, it was amazing, though, because it's in Philadelphia, and it was, you know, completely just being ironic at the beginning of this conversation. Philadelphia fans are crazy. It's basically West Ham on the east coast of uh, the United States. Like, they are mental. They're absolutely mental. And um, they were all going nuts, and they loved Big Dom. So this whole thing was happening, created this whole massive situation. And then what was great about it and what makes them such a great uh, football team is didn't bother them whatsoever. You know, Mr. Making 800 grand a year, like rookie QB salary, Mr. Relevant, didn't bother him, didn't rattle him. I also thought 
Debo Samuel was 100% fit. Maybe, and I don't think he has been the whole season. There's something going on. Ayuk was, uh, McCaffrey was, and Kettle was. And like they they had so much options. You could see at one point, you're like, okay, uh, McCaffrey could catch his touchdown. Kettle could catch his touchdown. Ayuk could, and Samuel. And you're like, this is like, like, how do we cover so many routes and so many options when the players are all this good? So very, very impressed with how they absolutely took over then as well. Their defense was very, very tight. Um, and just a very impressive performance by the 49ers. They're, they're right the way up there, and it shows the Eagles, you know, have a chink in their metal a little bit. We'll go over this more with Jeff on Monday night, but I have to say, uh, Javon Kinlaw, two sacks in the day as well. Defensively, the Niners, mm-hmm. even last year, were superb. They feel like, it feels like they've made that step up this year. But I, I fully agree with what you're saying, especially in regards to Philly. I feel like Jalen did turn a wee bit, I felt like he just wasn't getting his way sometimes. Yes, he had the touch-push in plays where he got a bit more space, but he didn't look as confident. But like, well, He didn't look as mobile, I agree. Yeah, like, but Debo. Like, Debo had a couple of returns. I I, 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 I follow you whenever I've seen the first one, but the for a game that if you looked at the score, you think, this must have been crap. It was, it was brilliant. And I, it, it's one of those things, right? I'm going to get done for saying this. If this game is repeated in January again in the NFC Championship, which it could very likely be depending on the next few weeks, it could go the whole our way. It, it could, could, but if that happens, I think the 49ers are going to win 31-17. Yeah, you're, you're bang on. You're, you're reading my mind here. Until tonight, I would have said the Eagles were by far the best team in the NFL by country mile. Now I'm thinking that Niners team or something else. They are no, fast. and they they adapted like that's not an easy situation to play in. Some players do really well in it as well. You know, there's exceptions to the rule, but when things are going like that, those stadiums are not easy to play in. And the weather wasn't great, and didn't didn't worry them whatsoever. And I think it's because like defensively they are they are unreal. They are they are class defensively. They got great teams. They got a great coach who understands defense really, really well, understands offense really well as well. Um, and then you got no egos in the offense. Out of all four of those guys, I don't think you have any, you have any egos. Um, I'm four guys, by the way, I'm talking about the, their four main kind of uh, reception guys in, in Kettle, McCaffrey, Debo, and Ayuk. I don't think there's really any egos. There. They absolutely love it. Like it, Debo Samuel's last touchdown, he scored it, and Ayuk came running in and like slid on his chest, like, like it's like soccer players do when they score something. And he was just delighted for Debo. And I love that. You could feel it in the team. I mean, if I was a 49ers fan, I'd be going mental right now. I'd be like, Super Bowl, baby, here we come. Shout out to the Irish Niners who've got a big watch party next week. What they don't know is I can't go to Buskers yet because my wife won't let me. She will let me, but I'm not leaving the house again to January when there's eight dates with Jeff. Um, Galway, Cork, Limerick, Dundalk, Belfast, Derry, Dublin, Dungannon. L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash NFL Ireland. You can get tickets now. Let's see if we can fly Connor Mangan over. Connor, any final words, my man? Couple of things. Couple t- two things to note. It's Sunday Night Football for tuning in live right now. Hashtag Whelan Watch. Exactly. Please stay up and watch it. Daniel Whelan's going to be on Sunday night. Primetime, baby. That's when our Vote. time shines. Vote for Dan for the Pro Bowl. Are, are, are we all going to start this now? We, we can oh, all do that. Absolutely. Daniel Whelan, probably the best punter in the NFL. No big deal. Also, he's from Ireland, so vote. Okay, get him a Pro Bowl selection. He might fly us out to Hawaii with him. Who knows? You know? Will he? 
who knows? I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely not. But you know, we can, we we can hope, we can dream. And then shout I'm out to his mom being like, can, can we have a flight? <laughs> Here, Dan, any chance? Uh, anyway, um, and then uh, yeah, weird week for the kickers. Um, poor Nick Folk, one of the most consistent guys ever, literally cost the Titans um, a win because that would have put them 26-25, would have never got to overtime, knowing that would have happened. Fair play for Tannehill uh, for holding. Their punter uh, hyperextended his knee and is out, probably going to miss the next game too. Uh, but Tannehill actually held great. And Nick Folk, one of the most consistent guys out there, basically lost it. And I feel really bad for him. He's a lovely guy I've met a couple of times. Um and it's tough. And he hit a great one in overtime then. And he slotted it. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of an interesting end to it. Gardner Minshew, you know, again, another outstanding quarterback that apparently no one cares about. But we love him. He was brilliant. That was a cool game to watch. So that's my AOB. Wheel and watch and Minshew Sundays. Hashtag AOB. Hashtag wheel and watch. Hashtag Minshew Sundays. And I have to say also, I, I ripped the, the Colts off this week. So fair play to Gardner Minshew and fair play to the Colts. So, look, if anyone says, why drive them off? Well, I sat in a different country in Europe and watched them play awful. That's why. Anywho, back Monday night, Jeffrey, myself, we have a special podcast with somebody very special coming this week. Very special. More on that very soon, Connor. I, I appreciate you taking the time pre Carrie Underwood, waiting all day for Sunday night. Um, and folks, for everyone listening to this in the podcast, have a great Monday and we will chat to you soon. Um, it's long, go tinfoil. Connor, thank you so much, mate. Thank you. Don't laugh.